Fair dinkum. All right. G'day, guys. Have a going. Fair dinkum again. Same three boys. We're missing one. Inshallah, he'll be back soon. He's on sick leave. But, um, yeah, he's not getting paid for these days off. Um, today's topic is things that we've learned in our early 20s. And um, I know you guys are going to probably watch this and go, oh, what's a 24-year-old or a 23-year-old? What are these guys in their early 20s going to teach us? But like I was saying to the boys from before, there's a lot of stuff you learn in your early 20s because it's still fresh, like you're just becoming an adult, you're still getting the hang of life after school, and um, yeah, like you learn a lot between 20 and 20 to 21, you learn a lot, 21 and 22, it's always different lessons, and there's always things you level up on, and life's just continually, it's just a continuous cycle of growth, and I think we all know that um, based off of our own experiences, but yeah, I want to talk to you boys about um, just just l- the lessons that you've learned in general because I think you and there's like I think a couple months between you guys so you guys are at a stage where I like I've already passed it but it's like um, you're 22 now now you're starting to feel a bit of pressure because uni's almost done yeah. or you might have finished your course already and um, there I remember my age when I was 22 I felt this pressure that I needed to have a job or I needed to be like at least set up socially. Like I have my group of friends or my circle, or I had like you know what I mean, like a missus or something like that. By now, like because you see those guys, the ones that come fresh out of high school, they get a graduate pro, so they they get to uni, they get to their course, they finish three years, you know, they get their graduate program. Their mom sets them up with a girl. They all j- now now everything's just mm-hmm. fresh for them. Now everything's just good, and they're going about their life, climbing the corporate ladder, and then. T- like tell us like what lessons have you learned at this age now like from from um from being a 22 year old especially nowadays in the western civil in western society yeah i don't mind because yeah, i realized for me so i was thinking about this is actually the only life lesson i thought of and it was living in the moment mm. because for me like when i when i finished school i showed i went overseas I didn't start uni, I deferred, I went overseas for one year. And when I was overseas, I was went to study Arabic. The only thing I could think of is being fluent in Arabic and learning Arabic. And I kept being focused on the end goal. And it wasn't like actually enjoying the time living overseas. Like how often, like you've never lived overseas, you've never lived overseas. It's a experience that not a lot of people get. Mm. And to be able to actually like, I miss those kind of days. Like I have friends that I only speak Arabic with and I, that are still in Jordan. Mm. I'm not going to see them again. Yeah. Well, maybe I will see them, but who knows? Yeah. And it's that kind of thing. It's like, I didn't appreciate the moment and I was thinking on the end goal too much. And even I remember my last couple months when I knew I was coming back, I was thinking always about Melbourne. What am I going to do? I'm, gonna, I'm excited to do this. I'm excited to do that. Mm, and I right. didn't like actually like live and just be in the present. Mm-hmm. And the same kind of thing, like when I came to here, I got excited, you know, then I tore my ACL and I did a recovery for like a year. And it's that kind of thing. I was always thinking about the end goal, but I didn't think about the rehab, the daily work. And it's like, I was always living about what's going to happen in three months or six months, living in the future yeah. and not living in the moment. Yeah. So that was the biggest thing. It's like, I was yeah. just reading and I said like, you know, for people in the Olympics, they say it's not every four years, it's every day. Yeah. And it's like, I'll now, just recently, like the last two months, I've been starting to say, okay, I, ha- I write goals, like, you know, yearly goals, I wrote them and stuff, but I'm just taking day by day yeah. and just enjoying it. Like people have asked me, what's happening with this? What's happening with that? But I'm not even thinking too much in the future because mm. I'm just going to lose myself today. When was that lesson learnt though? Like was it learnt straight after Jordan? Was it no, when you're done your... It might have been the ACL, yeah. Was it the ACL? 
like honestly, re- even like looking back on my ACL, it's something where it's like I've learned the lesson, but I haven't. Like everyone always says, trust the process. You know, it's about the journey, not the destination. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone. Everyone <laughs> says that. You know, you hear Kobe's last speech. That's what he said. You know, Joel and B, the 76ers, That's what they say. Everyone coming back from injury, but it's like people just say it. Yeah. But then when do you live by it? Yeah. And it's like I've obviously I read books and stuff, so I always hear like a nice quote. But then you just forget about it the next day. Yeah. So then now recently, it's kind of thing where it's like I actually wake up and just think about the day. Or think about like the moments here, like the friendships you have and that kind of thing. Because you guys know like COVID, so many things you've lost, so many things that how quick did COVID go? And then now you wish you kind of had that isolation to make the most of certain time. Yeah. So it's the kind of thing It's like living in the moment and also like being grateful for what you have. Because like family members, people are losing family members. Yeah. You know, 100%. people losing friendships, people losing relationships, losing money, losing health. Themselves it's like, as well. Yeah, losing yourself. It's like, you got to actually be grateful for what you have right now. And if we're always focusing on the future, because I know I am too. Yeah. Consistently, I'm thinking I'm a goal setter, I'm a planner. You know, I want to think about where my yeah. potential is, you know. But it's like, don't start getting fixated on that. Like, even in the gym, um, I work out with some people and they always tell me, I want to lift this, I want to lift that. But it's like, you keep thinking about, your, if it's if you're goal-oriented too much, yeah. you're only happy when you get the goal. Yeah. But what were you saying the other day about, like, the sweetness of the journey? So, yeah. uh, like, basically, there was a sheikh, um, I think at PGCC, he was talking about it. Mufti, Mufti Ziyad, yeah? Mm. Basically, I want to attribute it to him, inshallah, he gets the, 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 the ajr for this. Basically, life is like a, it's like the, um, like a race. And usually you think that, ah, oh, as soon as I win the race, as soon as I cross that finish line, my life's going to be like ecstasy, you know? Everything's going to be a mad. If I win, I come first and whatever. And, red. and it's like, he goes you'll realize that when you cross the finish line, the moment that you're actually at your happiest is just before you reach the finish line. Mm. So that, that that little space before the line, you know? And he talks about how do I, you can hear the crowd chanting and rah, they're going, yeah, go, you know, well, if you're winning the race. <laughs> yeah, if you're winning. <laughs> well, basically, yeah, if you're, if you're at the front or the head of the pack, you'll notice that, yeah, everyone's standing and then, then you start to like soak in the moment for that split second that you have and then you cross the finish line and then you're like now what because the people stop cheering and then and then life moves on and then if that's the peak of your life it's just those little goals and mm-hmm. aspirations that you, then you're kind of missing the point it's a, a spoiler for whoever hasn't watched soul yet sorry like this is it fast forward this part if you haven't but basically there's a part in the movie where um have you watched it? Block it easy if you haven't. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> but basically, is a part in the movie where he he gets taken back. So the main character gets taken back, and they go, "Yeah, it's about time he um he um he goes back to 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 the to the afterlife, and he's gonna go and pass away now." Yeah, and then he asked one of the Jerry's. Jerry's is like the 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 angels that are up there, or whatever. It they is call them Jerry's. Yeah, they call them <laughs> Jerry's. Yeah, it's a mad movie. You have to watch it. Basically, he goes to him. Oh, he goes, he goes. Um. Oh, so what? What ended up being like? He had to mentor a girl. Yeah. Go. What ended up being her purpose? And then she. And then he goes, purpose. He goes, what are you talking about? Because yeah, it doesn't everyone live for a purpose? Because my purpose is piano, playing the piano. And then he goes to him, you humans. Yeah. You always think that something needs to have a purpose and whatever. Life is just life. Yeah. You have to live. And um, there was another quote in it where the lady goes to him after he finished uh, his big gig because he ended up finishing the big gig that mm-hmm. he's been working all his life for and he got G'd, he got gas. And I know he sees the lady goes to him. Then he goes to the lady like, now what? Now, do we, now what do we do? Then, he go, then she goes, we come back and do it again tomorrow night. And then he goes, is that it? 
She goes, let me make it simple for you. She goes, there was a there was a little fish, yeah. It was in a, a, a there's a little fish. Have you seen? You heard it? He goes, she goes, yeah. There's a little fish, and he asked another fish, like, I'm trying to get to the ocean. How do I get there? Yeah. And then he goes, um, you're already in it. And then he goes, no, no, this is water. Like, when do I actually get to the fish? What? Well, when do I actually get to the, the ocean? ocean? And then, and then he looked at him and he goes, like, he just just <laughs> swam <laughs> off. Yeah. Basically. With this thing we call life, we think it starts at a certain point. Like after you get married or when people say, oh, well, uh, life starts after I, I have a kid. Full-time job. Or full-time job mm. or, or something gets organized in my life or after my parents finish their debt or whatever it is, yeah? Mm. Everyone thinks that. But then the th- life is the thing that you're in now, like that's every day that you're like. That's why a lot of people nowadays, they feel like they're constantly missing out. And what they do is they go in. Like, I'm not going to speak from a personal perspective. I'm not going to say you guys. Where yeah, like, yeah, no. um, let's talk about me, yeah? You sort of, at, like, at put your value, your value, what you're worth with that expectation. And if you don't reach that expectation, then you have no value. Yeah. Like, for example, the soul thing is like, I'm not a fish until I'm in, I'm in the ocean. And if I'm not in the ocean, then I'm not a fish. It's like, but you're in the ocean already. And the thing is, like Asha said, you start to miss out on the things that are happening now. Mm-hmm. Like, if you take the athletes, like, in Olympics and all that, for example... It's like you can't enjoy days of training. Like you're never going to be at your peak where you're able to train 16 hours a day, eight hours a day or whatnot. You know what I mean? There's going to be a day when you're going to fall off that thing. You know I mean, if you don't live in that moment, you miss out on it to an extent. Yeah. You I remember I mean? when I was setting up my goals for the year, they said that like we attach the happiness to uh, achieving the goal. Yeah. And obviously that's not how you should. And it's like they talk about... Um, as, as a mu'min mm. you know like every single day there's sometimes you're like in Ramadan you go on a Ramadan high and you find enjoyment in it yeah we'll find the enjoyment in the journey in mm. Ramadan praying you know when you go on an iman high yeah. you feel good about you know yeah. becoming close to Allah like you find enjoyment in that and then you find enjoyment in the next life because yeah. it is about the journey mm. you know like the destination is the goal so it's about both like just appreciating the moment you know one of our first episodes when we started speaking about like happiness and stuff we're having that conversation it's like what is happiness and whatnot Bro, my opinion on that has changed 100% since. What was you know, your Because I used to think like happiness. I don't know what I said on that episode. Don't remember. I just waffle sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But I think what I said something along the lines was like, like you can reach happiness. Yeah. And then I realized like afterwards, like, no, happiness is like in the process. It's in the journey. It's also internal. Like, yeah, it's internal. Yeah. The way that you see happiness might not be the way that someone else sees it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like one of those things. Like, And that's one thing as well. Think about like a podcast, yeah. In that time, that was probably like 20 episodes ago. It was like one of our top five, first five episodes. Mm. Yeah. How much have have our opinions and our views on topics changed since then? It's been two years, I think. Yeah, I'd say that. There's there's been exponential growth, bro. Oh, 100%. I think as individuals, you know, like Mufti Muni, you know, he does like that wisdom of the ancients. He just does those things. I I listen to all of them. Like, they're very interesting. But I only remember a couple when he goes like, um, a man doesn't enter the same pond twice. Either the pond changes or the man does. Yes. So a man doesn't enter the same situation wow, twice. Yeah. So like even uh, the podcast, we don't enter the same podcast twice. Either the podcast vibe changes or we change. Yeah. We're changing every single day. So mm-hmm. that's why like that's unfortunate that happens like with podcasts or lectures. People listen to an old lecture, an old podcast, someone they're like, oh, they have views like this. But it's changed over time. You know, sometimes we hear scholars, they say, yeah. don't listen to the old stuff, listen to the new stuff. And We're always evolving. Exactly. And the views are not necessarily wrong either. It's just your opinions are just matured mm. because you've had like more life experiences. Yeah. And think about me at that time, I was what, like 20 years old and I'm thinking, yeah, I've got the answer to this. Like, yeah, yeah I think I know. Like happiness, ask me the game. question, well, I've got yeah. this. I always yeah. see him as 20, but that's like 20. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's I'm growing, you know what I mean? And time has changed. And I'm thinking, then after you grow a little bit, yeah, you experience different things. Like you have certain experiences 
things that like and you know what the funniest thing about all of this is every year you go into things thinking you're in control you know what i mean like you go next year it's like okay done i've completed the year before and everything that's happened it can't be either worse like it can only probably get better yeah. you know what i mean and then after you get put down on like some sort of pedestal and then you realize like nah like someone else is in control of my affairs you get grounded yeah. you get grounded 100%. a little bit and that's where you learn when you're on that like that grounded bit that's the only way you know that's that's what my supervisor yeah. with my work was telling me yeah he goes anytime because we have to hand in this like literature review this like first draft he goes every single time my students hand me that draft i never give them above 50 percent i'm thinking i'm like why uh-huh. you know what i mean and it's true because when when it's the first draft yeah? yeah meaning we have to hand in more drafts more drafts till we get to that stage of perfection if he gives us like an 80 and says oh you're doing well when I go back and there's 20 days left to the final submission, yeah. I'm thinking like, heck, I got this. Mm. That's what, what, what's there more to do? Do you know yeah. what I mean? But once he puts me down there, and I'm thinking, yeah, I realise this, I realise this. You think on yeah. your feet. You know what I mean? And when you're in a position where you're down below, all you do is think. You mm. think. You're forced to go. You're forced to go. You have That's to. what happens. Allah, this is this is why we have to see this as a blessing. Yeah, Like when Allah SWT puts us in certain, circumstan- certain circumstances, the growth is forced on us. Mm-hmm. And that's a blessing, bro. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that go without growth. Yeah. And you've seen them around. Like mm-hmm. everyone knows that one or two guys that never grew out of who they were when they were yeah. 20. And they're 35 now acting mm-hmm. the same way. And like, although Allah like inshallah, Allah gives us all hidayah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But think about it, yeah. Like there needs to be something that sparks the growth. Like you can't start a fire without friction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there has to be something, a catalyst for change. And a lot of the times, because we don't learn lessons from other people, like this podcast probably could benefit people or it could just give people like a hint or a seed. Like our intention is to have a seed. We're not telling you to take everything. Mm. Inshallah, if you do, beautiful. Because mm. they're, they're potholes that we fell in when we were younger. Mm. So like like we were saying, like the best thing for us is to to, 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 to see everything as like adapt. Like you have to adapt to everything. This like is where this is where I have to chuck in our quote where we say think pro- progress not perfection. Yeah, you know what I mean because we're aiming to progress every single day. Mm. We don't want to come back to the same podcast next one or another day where we meet someone or just in a year's time and be that stagnant person with the same views and the same mindset. You know what I mean? Because we're constantly evolving and we're trying to attain that perfection, which everyone inshallah should be. Yeah, yeah? but it's just a progress the whole time. It's a journey. But it's a it's a what's that thing called a mirage? Yeah, it's a mirage, man. It's mm. it's literally it's something that's unattainable. Yeah, it's it's something that you strive towards, and you don't lose hope. In wishful thinking, the difference between wishful thinking and hope is that wishful thinkers are people who don't act upon something and they don't move towards a certain uh, destination, but they just they 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 wish for it to come, mm. you know, or they wish for them. It's like to people who have suffered and they just leave it. They yeah. don't act upon it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need you need to actually put into action into play and then have hope. And sorry, sorry, and 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 have hope and move from there, inshallah. And that's that's yeah, that's one of the lessons that I learned. Like yeah. you can't just sit there and ask Allah for sabr. Ya Allah, give me sabr. Allah's yeah. gonna give you um, proving grounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's gonna give you like, for example, you're gonna see a guy and he's gonna he's gonna talk bad to you. Mm. That was your time to to gain sabr. You know what I mean? Like um, Bruce Almighty. You ever watched the movie? Negative. It's bad, but. It's <laughs> because yeah. um, Morgan Freeman acts as God, astaghfirullah okay, yeah. yeah? Yeah, But in the thing, he said, um, like, God doesn't, God doesn't give you, he doesn't bestow upon you, like, patience. Yeah. Or he, d- he, didn't, he didn't say that particularly. God doesn't bestow something upon a believer. He basically gives you um, um, 
things to prove yourself with yeah. and to, to, to actually like gain that ability. Do mm. you know what I mean? Exactly. And I was like, I want to quickly interrupt because I was listening to um, Omar Suleiman. He's got a series called Praise of the Pious. Mm. And he used to talk about like narrations of hadith. And he said that well, actually like the Prophet encouraged someone. He heard someone making dua. Like, don't quote me on it, but I need to say it just in case people take it. Like he, someone was making dua asking for patience. And then like just saying like, the Prophet said, don't ask for patience, ask for afiyah, ask for ease. Because asking for patience means a trial is going to come with it. Yeah. Rather ask for ease where there's no trial, but you get the station of the people who go yeah, through trial. Because exactly. you shouldn't ask for challenges in 100%. this life. So just because when we're talking about sabr, yeah. people might say, I want to ask for sabr, you know. And, and you know when they used to classify sabr, sabr, sabr is considered at the first instance. Mm. Meaning like when someone hits you or someone wrongs you, it's in that moment where there's sabr no exists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because after that you get clarity. You can easily say, oh, like, sorry, Sus, or sorry, Ashraf, you know yeah. what I mean? But in that moment, you're not thinking clearly. Mm. You know? Virtue at the time of calamity. Exactly. Yeah. So you don't want that. But So what was your biggest life lesson? Or, well, <laughs> thus far. He's the life lesson king, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Oh, bro, I got a couple. And I'll just, like, kind of dabble in them a little bit. So I'll touch on them. Good thing, and then I'll see, like, you guys can go ahead with it, yeah? So one thing that I learned was um, being 24 now, yeah, like one thing that I learned is... You're the alpha. Allah, I wish, bro. But no, fear, fear, fear is inevitable. Like, you're going to have moments in your life where you're just going to get tested and things are just going to be uncertain and and you're given no option but to feel like fear. Do you know what I mean? You're going to you're gonna feel like... Like you're going to feel out of your comfort zone and the best thing for you are those moments. Because it's in those moments, like we're talking about from before, where growth is actually sparked. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And the situations are stressed. So yeah, like fear of, fear of, um, like not not belonging. There's also fear of like, um, of financial hardship. There's all these fears that are gonna pop into your head, and the thing is, it's your reaction to those fears that are gonna dictate the type of man or the type of person you're gonna, you're gonna be in the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. So fear will often reveal you and to, like how you react to it will often reveal to the man or to the to the woman who they really are. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, like, yeah, so embrace fear, you know? And it's good to put yourself in s- like certain circumstances or environments that make you uncomfortable, mm. that you're, you're fearful of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you might be a person who is comfortable with your friends. But when you go out in public with more than 10 people... Social anxiety. You get social anxiety. Yeah. You can't speak. You can't say a word. Exposure therapy, yeah. Exactly. Exposure therapy. Start small. Start small. You go to you go order a coffee. I love my coffee. So you go order a coffee, say hello, strike a two-second conversation, yeah. and then go from there, expose yourself, and Stepping then... You expose yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know Will Smith Will Smith has some skydiving story, yeah. and he talks about fear. Unbelievable. Well, you know the story? But well, I don't... Uh, but but, but, just, story, just but it's like... It. Just like the other side of fear is where growth is, where success is, and where, like, yeah. even you attain that happiness. Yeah. So, like, putting yourself in those situations, like, even forcefully is good. Like, even traveling to a country where you don't speak the language. Mm. Yeah. You know? Stand-up comedy. Yeah. Or go <laughs> stand-up <laughs> comedy. Or just even just going, like, to see a group of friends that you're not close with. You know? And they're like, I don't know. It's not going to be comfortable conversations. You mm. go and you actually enjoy yourself. Yeah. You know, starting a new sport, starting something that's, you know... People, the norm, it's not the norm. And they're the moments you go back later on and go, oh, damn, that was amazing. Mm. Because yeah. the expectations were low. Mm. 
you know yeah. when you go oh, like you go to a public setting you're like oh, i'm i'm anxious to this mm. i don't know all this kind of stuff you come back and you go bah, 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 bah. yeah you, you've met yeah. those people they come back and they, they're excited yeah. it's like what happened to you before like two seconds you weren't even excited no honestly though i realized that in the moments where like pressure occurs like i feel like i grow the most and like i adapt like there's like when it, there's nothing better than being forced to adapt than for you to be actually yeah. like then for you to actually like grow like there's there's times where for example you have an assignment to do and then they force you up to do a presentation bro i'm pretty sure everyone felt this way they 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 pooped themselves or anything like that yeah. but um <laughs> yeah basically i'm trying to keep it pg here but <laughs> what you said like everyone has fears and the thing is, sometimes we think the person next to us isn't buckling. Yeah, you know, like public yeah. speaking, they say more people fear public speaking than they fear 100%. death. Mm. It's the biggest fear in the world, public speaking. Yeah. So, but sometimes, like, I remember when I used to give meetings at uni and stuff, it used to be like a table and everyone would talk. And then I used to buckle when I talked. And then yeah. I asked someone, how do you feel so comfortable? They're like, the person isn't even listening to you. They're just focusing on themselves. Hard. And <laughs> it's that kind of thing. It's like, it was the same as me. I wasn't even listening to anyone. I was focusing on myself. So just think the p- next person is doing the same thing. Mm. You know, and even if you they are watching you and stuff, it's gonna make you better public speaker. So there's pros and cons. Yeah, GSP talks about it. GSP is like one of the greatest UFC champions of all time, George Saint Pierre. If you don't know who that is, um, basically they used to they used to look at this guy. He like barely lost in his career, maybe twice or three times. They ask him like, "How are you like so good?" And he's like, "He's like like, do you ever get nervous before fights?" He goes, "Bro, he goes, I almost have a panic attack before I go into fights." Like he said on Joe Rogan's podcast, he goes, I get so nervous. He goes, like, the the whole two weeks beforehand, I'm all good. And then he goes, like, the moments before the fight, I have to go in the, I have to go into the toilet and I have to yell at myself and convince myself that I'm good enough. Damn. And he's a champion, bro. He's actually a champion. And he's been doing it, like, maybe his whole life for yeah. 10, 15 years, whatever. Bro, he's been basically, doing positive pages. affirmation, basically. Yeah, but, but it's like, the positive affirmations thing are just like a... It's not, it doesn't work in the moment, but... They're a fraction, you know what I mean? They're a fraction of yeah. the situation. They're just something that'll get you by for like whatever that little nervous yeah. s- um, like couple seconds or couple minutes are yeah. before the actual walkout. So how does he cope with it? What do he do? You just go out, bro. He just you does just, it. You just got to do it. it. It's what they it. say. You just have to do it. Yeah. You know? But I know the, the opposite. I used to hear like Kobe or like people that used to be like the clutch shooters. They yeah. used to always take the last shot. Yeah. And the people used to say like, aren't you nervous? And he goes... It's just a game. I love this game. Exactly. It's not life and death. And that's what public speaking. If you gave if you gave a speech and you did bad, then you, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, use no, what you no, said no. before. But you made it made a mistake. You stuttered. <laughs> yeah. If you made a mistake, it's actually not life and death. Obviously, yeah. it feels like it in the moment. Yeah. But as soon as you're done, you're like, it wasn't that deep. Yeah. Or yeah, a lot of times you say something awkward. You never see the person again. And no one yeah, remembers. But it's bro. that kind of thing. It's like you got to just do yeah. it. Good segue to the next one. Don't take yourself too seriously. That was my other le- life yeah. lesson, man. If you understand something about life, yeah, even if you got cancelled on Twitter or you've done something dumb in public, bro, you're only going to be in news for 15 minutes. Yeah. In two weeks, someone else is going to do something even dumber than you did or is going to mess up more than you did and then everyone's going to get over it, bro. Because everyone has their own problems. Everyone has their own issues. Everyone's going about their life their own ways. You know yeah. what I mean? And mm. you're not going to be something that like someone's going to be thinking about 24-7. Was, was I look at that completely different because that's like external. Yeah. I look at it as more internal. Because I remember you told me that like even a year ago and it's been conscious on my mind. Like it's, It was more of an ego thing. Mm. That if I'm doing something, because like I used to do 100 days where like I went gym 100 days and I used to post it. Obviously, your lifts get strong when you yeah. push yourself, you know? So I used to post it and I used to think I was like strong. 
you know and then i used to, you'd start a podcast and it starts going well you think you're something Wallah. it's like don't take yourself too serious no you don't like allah can take it away and also it's like there's people out there that are doing better than you Wallah. like a billion times better than you yeah. like even me what i was lifting or what i was doing here was still was, you're so small it's like and if it's feasibility you won't take yourself too serious that's how I took it. It was more internal. You gotta thing. check yourself. There's always someone richer. There's always someone prettier. Yeah. There's always someone stronger. Life's just like that. Yeah. And even, even a hundred <laughs> years, even a hundred years down the line, like people barely ever gonna remember us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's be honest. Inshallah, Allah remembers us. That's the main thing. Yeah. 100%. So if if like um, if you see, if you see it like that, if you see it like um, like people are just gonna like. And anyways, like. Sorry, I just want to move on from that. But like, you've seen those um those videos of how, like how small Earth is in comparison to yeah. Have you seen Subhanallah. That? Yeah. Like Earth is like very tiny in comparison to the sun, and the sun is even less yeah. than the stars. The other stars that are in the, the Milky Way, the Milky Way is just one galaxy in, in our universe. the whole. And that universe is one out of roof. seven universe of millions. And then we got Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and how big He is, and His Arsh, yeah. bro. We're, we're like we're nothing like our spe- yeah. we're just insignificant specs bro. but it's the ego thing that's yeah. why so like for me i was like don't take yourself too serious because like especially like in the dunya they talk about like how we're just a corpse and we just live for 60 70 years so they were in the grave and animals are eating other stuff yeah. it's like and also what you're doing in the grand scheme of things like compared to what other people did like the four khalifas or the prophets or like even some of the companions the, the levels to what they did to the deen is like what are you doing Allah. you know yeah, for sure so it's like, yeah. Was there a certain moment that made you realize that though, I don't or was that just like a learning process? Like it was just. I think it was a like s- a group of things. Straight out of high school, like in high school, yeah. I remember being a very angry guy, and like Ashraf was saying, the ego thing was the the biggest thing for me. I went to a all boys school, so there's a lot of testosterone. There's a lot of like everyone trying to be alpha, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Basically, what happened was like I'd get very angry if somebody even spoke to me in a disrespectful manner. But who the hell am I to not get disrespected mm. if the Prophet Sallallahu was disrespected? Yeah. And all he did was come here to help people up, mm. to help people stay away from Jahannam. Yeah. Mm. And like, who am I to not get like someone to go, hey, Sahil, bro, you're shit at footy. And oh, <laughs> what are you talking about, man? I'll I'm take you on shit, bro. I'll see you one on one after school. Shut up, man. Mm. Go sit down, bro. Like, sometimes also, bro, wallah, like the whole thing where it's like, I can't get begged, I can give, but I can't take, and yeah. all that sort of stuff, bro. And then I go, why am I so, like, I would find myself vexed for no reason, like, be always angry. And I'm like, why am I such an angry bloke for? Yeah. And I realized that, like, remember you had your operation for your knee. I had an operation as well. And then I had to stay home for, like, four or five weeks. And I realized life just moves without us, bro. Wallah. As soon as you, people come for, like, a week or so, and then it's normal because life moves on. Yeah. And same kind of thing, like, me going overseas, Melbourne didn't change. It's the same thing, you know? But I want to, how about, like, don't take yourself too soon. How about, like, people's judgments and perceptions of yeah. you because i know for me that used to get me a lot yeah. like you know if i someone says you're this or you're that you know titles people give you yeah. in the community or a rumor or something that used to get to my head a lot i can imagine especially if you've done something like something you're not proud of but you done yeah. it when you were younger yeah do you know what i mean so what was the question you said? like say i said don't take yourself too serious yeah did that link to you because i know like you've helped me kind of not care about other people's opinions. Yeah. So did that link like taking yourself too serious and people's opinions of you? Yeah, a lot of the time. A lot of the time, like people, yeah, for example, like um, say they come up to you and they tell you something about how you are as a person. A lot of the time people just projecting their insecurities on you. 
yeah a lot of the time i see myself like i would be gassed because i played a good football game for example yeah. and then i got back to school and i'm like mad everyone's gonna recognize bro i killed it mm. i've done a mad i had a mad game i had i had a blinder come to school and then there's always that one guy played absolutely terrible yeah. probably didn't even play he was on the sidelines oh bro you didn't even play that good oh you shit and then you're looking at him like Bro, really? And the only person that you remember saying something is him. Yeah. You have you 40 people gas you, bro. Random guys that don't know you tell you, bro, you had a mad game, you had a blinder. That one guy you're going to remember. You still remember to this day. You think yeah, about it. It's been 10 years. But I started laughing because after all of this, like he would, that person actually makes you doubt yourself. Mm. And it's the truth because you don't know what angle they're coming from. You think they're genuinely saying that you're actually playing bad because of your performance, yeah. not because of their own agenda. Yeah. A lot of the times people say things because they have an agenda behind what they're saying. Mm. Or a lot of the times, the next day, they don't even remember they said it to you. That's the biggest thing, yeah. yeah. They don't remember, but you remember 10 years later exactly. or a year later. Like Sometimes the titles people give you, they've called your names, they've said certain things to you, and you just forget because you might do it like once in a while or just, halas, it didn't mean a lot to you. Yeah. But you hurt the person. And sometimes they didn't even mean it themselves. And it brings out some sort of insecurity in you. Yeah. Like they might have said something about just the way that you physically look or just took the piss. The boys take the piss all the time. 100%. Yeah, it's a boy. And yeah, you yeah. catch yourself two weeks later still thinking about that one thing. And it's like... Yeah, because yeah. they touched on an insecurity. They touched on something. But it's good for you. Like sometimes you see things that you're not comfortable with and they're actually brought to light by somebody else. Yeah. Like um, they're, they're really good points to like be aware of because... They're things that if they're touched on later on, you can actually have your guard up beforehand so you don't get too affected by them yeah. in the future. And so your mind's not stupid either. Like, when you're feeling something, there's a reason why you're feeling yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Got to find out why that is. 100%. You dig what's a little deeper. What's next? <laughs> We're going hard, huh? I got, um, the next one will be, don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah? A lot okay. of the times, yeah, like, um, you'll make a mistake or you'll do something that you regretted. Yeah? Mm. And then further down the line, yeah, you're going to look at yourself and go, you can either kick yourself and like be a person like we we're talking about last time. You be a person who delves into self pity, but the best thing for you to do is like an iPhone update. Nobody ever goes back to check what Catalonia or whatever yeah. the hell that is. How do you was it Catalonia? Catalonia. <laughs> Catalonia. Yeah. The 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 update from last like three years ago. Like yeah. oh, I want to bring that back, mm. and it's gonna come over on my computer. It never comes back, bro. Yeah. yeah. But I remember because. Yeah, on the Hamza Yusuf series, he spoke about, I think, Imam Junaid. He said, when you commit a sin, you know, there's the hadith that says, if you, if someone repents from a sin, it's like they never did it. Mm. He goes, if you repent from a sin, forget about it. Yeah. Don't even rem don't remember it, don't think about it, because if you actually were sincere, just forget about it, because all it's going to do is bring you back down. Mm -hmm. I'm a sinner, I'm a this and that. If Allah's forgiven you, and inshallah yeah. he has, just move on. And that kind of thing, like, don't take yourself too serious. Same kind of thing, just move on. Yeah. Have that ability. There's, think about it, yeah. Um, if Allah SWT said from his own mouth that if you were to not sin I would destroy you mm. and create people who, who would and they'll come back to me well, why are we going to argue with the creator yeah. Yeah. do you know what I mean it's a part of our nature to stuff up mm. it's, it's a part of who we are we're, 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 we're what's that word we're beings who, who stuff up basically yeah. Yeah? we make mistakes yeah. Yeah. that's it just, forgi just ask for forgiveness mm -hmm. and um, realize that life isn't a race yeah we're not mm. we're not like it's not first to get to the finish line there's no finish line you don't even know when your finish line is yeah. a lot of the times people are planning and plotting and then the angel of death sitting in the corner shaking his head mm. he knows your time you know yeah. we don't know our time Allah knows our time 
Allah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You could think by 24, this guy had this, I should have this by 24, and you die at 21. Mm. Or you die at 23 and a half, or 23 and just the day before your birthday, when you're supposed to get that check, or whatever it is that you were jeed mm. about. And it's just gone. You know the being too hard on yourself? It can go back to the idea like we're just focusing on the goals. Yeah. So if you start to kind of like live in the moment, yeah. forget about the, not just the future, forget about the past and just live in the moment, you kind of won't be as hard on yourself because yeah. you take it day yeah. by day. But you need that balance as well though. Yeah. That's the main thing because I feel like we're, we're turning into a very, very soft society. Like, you know that video, uh, that photo that I sent you guys the other day? Which one? Um, the David Goggins, the Can't Hurt Me book. Yeah. And he's speaking about looking yourself into the mirror and stop making excuses for yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? There's a reason why I sent that, not because obviously we're doing the challenge, but also because like nowadays we're in a society where nah, it's all right, like I'll get there. Or they, they're just very, very soft on themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you gotta be you gotta be light on yourself sometimes and there's moments to be hard on yourself. But you yeah. need that balance. Yeah. But because when you're too soft on yourself, you're either you're not gonna get anywhere either. I think that the being too hard on yourself is like when you make a mistake hmm. and you start yeah. putting yourself down. But I think you have to if it's a discipline kind of like Prior to mistakes, if it's a discipline trying to improve yourself, you have to be hard on yourself. Yeah. If you keep doing the easy route, it's the same thing like if you, if public speaking or skydiving or meeting new friends is uncomfortable, you need to go in that. 100%. But the do, the not being too hard on yourself is like with mistakes, yeah? Bro, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bro, Messi missed penalties. He's missed yeah. a lot of penalties, bro. But he's still considered the GOAT of soccer. Yeah. Yeah? You have people like um, Jordan telling you, I've missed how many game mm. game winners. Yeah, the reason why they're so good is because they turn up the next day and try it again, yeah. and they try it again, and they try it again. Yes. And the more you try it, the more shots are gonna go in. Let's yeah. be honest. The more, yeah. yeah, the less shots you take, you're gonna be known as the guy who took three game winners and missed all three of them. But life's the same. Just keep shooting. Yeah, like keep taking your chances. Exactly, exactly bro. Exactly. That's how it is, man. Did you have any advice? No, no like just the excuses thing. Like yeah. I'm, I'm a big advocate for like. Like there's times to make excuses for yourself, do you know what I mean? And that's when you don't be too hard on yourself, yeah? But there's times where you just got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing, putting yourself under some sort of, like you, like um, the hashtag that I have on my bio, seek discomfort, you know what I mean? That's like the motto sort of that I live behind, you know what I mean? Put yourself in situations that are uneasy um, for yourself. And when I say uneasy, like don't go to the other side of the world within one day when you haven't even left your suburb, you know what I mean? Ease yourself into about one day by one day. Just go into it. Yeah. That type of thing. Start taking cold showers. <laughs> <laughs> For at least 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, another one. Learn to say no. Mm. Essentialism. When I read to. that, damn. Wallah. <laughs> There's other books behind Abdul Aziz. Yeah. But um, basically, yeah. One thing that I think everybody in their 20s is, is, is suffering from is FOMO. Yeah. A lot of the times we want to be in three places at once, but we can't, yeah? And what we do is we put so much pressure on ourselves to, 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 to go everywhere, to experience everything to do. And we, we forget that sometimes we need to prioritize our lives. We need to know what's important, what's not important, what needs to be seen, what doesn't need to be seen. Because when I was 22 and I was around the boys and, bro, I wasn't at home. And anybody who knew me would know that, I, bro, there was one time where I ate at home for Ramadan once in 30 days, twice in 30 days. And for me, looking back at that now, I'm like, fuck, what it? But don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah. But no, like I look back and I go, why the hell wouldn't I just stop? Take a step back, breathe, yeah? And whenever somebody invites me, maybe next time. 
And a lot of the times, yeah, the no asserts your boundaries. And when, when you have boundaries, sorry, sorry, the, the sooner you learn to have boundaries, like the more you grow as a person. I feel like the respect for you grows because you value your own time and because other people will start to realize that you value your own time. Mm. So they'll value your time too. So when it comes to things like Ashraf doesn't like when people are late, yeah? Not because you, you're, you're, you're late, but because you're wasting his time. Mm. He could have been doing something else and he could have been be, been productive in another way. But you decided, I'm going to rock up 30, 40 minutes late. Mm. doesn't matter, it's just Ashraf. Mm. But as soon as Ashraf tells you no, the next time you're going to come early. And if you don't, he's going to tell you, take care, don't come yeah. back. Simple. Yeah. What advice would you give to the audience yeah, for guys who don't know how do you say no? Because I know we've spoken about it in other podcasts about saying no and whatnot. And I catch myself sometimes like just chucking stuff on my plate. Like I remember today, someone invited me to a futsal, g- futsal game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm low-key injured. Yeah. And I just said yes. And I just forgot that like I don't even, I don't even want to play futsal. Mm. But I just said yes because of the guy. Like I felt bad for him. And I've been in the position he's been. And he's just trying to recruit people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what advice would you give to people? To be honest with you, like he's a nice guy, but it's not going to be the end of the world for him if you don't go. No, it's not, yeah. Like a lot of the times we, we, we think that, oh, well, are they relying on me and they're, bro. And even if they beg, because sometimes they beg. Bro, I'm telling you, there's, there's a guy I used to hang out with and a lot of the times he used to like want to chill a lot. Yeah, like you'd want to go places, you want to do things, and whoever you, if you think it's you, it's not you. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but basically, yeah, he'd want to do things important. consistently, and da-da-da. and then I'm like, one time I go, yeah, I have to be there for him, and we have to be friends. And then there was one time I said no, and I never got asked to go anywhere with him again, because he found someone else that was saying yes to him always. Do you understand? Like we're not that important in, in the fact that we're thinking that we're the only person this person has. But in their head, they're thinking you're just the easiest option because you always say yes to me regardless. Mm. So which brings me to my next point. Sometimes being alone yeah. is better than being around too many people. Mm. Was that a recent I want to go back to the no though. Just in general, just that saying no, it's something that we all have to adopt. Because yeah. like Islamically, like our time is in a man now. And see, like living in the moment, that kind of thing. It's like, we're not sure how long we're going to have what he spoke about, the angel of death could be just around the corner. We, if we keep saying yes to people, we lose ourselves. That's one thing. And then we lose one of our most important things. Like it's encouraging our deen when we're in the youth to make the most of our time. Seek knowledge, to do good deeds, do righteous things. And it, especially what we push in our podcast is the balance. Go see your friends, 100%. But sometimes it's the Ramadan where you say yes every day and you only see your family twice. And your family having a manner. And your friends having a manner. And your job having a manner. It's like... Just a balance. Mm, you know, yeah. say yes to people, especially when you want to. But when you actually don't want to, or when you think, even just staying at home, being alone, the next point, like staying alone, sometimes it's better to have some alone time. Because you need to like, you know, start... Recharge the batteries. Re- recharge bro. the batteries. Yeah. If you left, bro, what did the Prophet Sallallahu do? Yeah. Went to the cave. Sorry, was it sorry. every day? Something just, like just that. But he went it to was the a frequent cave. habit. It was yeah. a frequent habit. It yeah. was a habit that the Prophet would yeah. go to his cave escape everyone just be with Allah yeah. a lot of the times that's that's how we lose our iman bro because we're so we're so crowded and we're, s- we're just taking in noise from everywhere mm. that we forget to kind of like sit down just with Allah and just mm. be in a moment you know yeah. what I mean and kind of like bring ourselves back to reality because let's be honest though a lot of the people that we're going to be around like in these in these days like in, in this age 
you're not going to be around them later on. Because they say usually you can count your friends on one hand. Yeah, it's phases in life, you know? Do you know what yeah, I mean? You're in a social phase kind of thing. Mm. But being alone, like, it's a, it's a unique thing to have. COVID, alhamdulillah, kind of taught people yeah. if it's, like, if it's good for them, if it's not good for them. But it's the same thing as, like, we spoke about last week on the books. It's, like, you can... You can find ways to kind of enjoy it as well. If you just, like, I know personally, if I'm just sitting here on the couch and watching TV shows, eventually I'm going to get bored. But there's certain things you can kind of do, like people pick up certain habits or hobbies mm. or leisure activities they want to learn. Like people learn a new language, learn new skills. That can kind of be interesting. Mm. So even being alone, you can kind of find enjoyment by itself. A lot of people think you can't, but there's so there's multiple things you can do that can yeah. can't, you know? Just haven't found out what it is. Yeah. Learning to be alone is a superpower, apparently. You reckon? Yeah. That's what that guy said on Joe Rogan, remember? Nah, yeah. The guy who said, um, <laughs> he goes, Super what's that guy's name? I think he's Indian, I'm not too sure. Oh, oh Naveel. He's talking about Naveed? the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Naveel Naveed. Yeah. He was talking about how to weigh. That guy's a, a nerd. Guy Allah lives, a guy has two lives. A person has two yeah. lives. One when they realize that they've only got one. Yeah. They start living after they only realize they've got one life. Yeah, like this. He's the guy that reads 100 books a year. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But well, no, you to debate that. <laughs> Any other lessons, bro? No, that was interesting, bro. But for me, there, there's, you know, everyone says like to have one area, one hadith that always gets them. There's one hadith, and I've tried to like be conscious of it. I want to say it from my head, but just in case. Mm. Is that an iPhone 12, by the way? No. Allah I don't got that much money. Um, done. So just the hadith, it says, How amazing is the affair of the believer that everything, is, everything that happens to him is good. And this is not the case for anyone but the believer. Like non-Muslims don't have this, you know, status. If something bad happens to him, he bears patience, which is good for him. And if something good happens to him, you know, we get a good job, we're doing, we're getting good results at the gym, you know, alhamdulillah, we're saving some money. He is grateful, and, and that is good for him. Everything that happens to him is khair, you know. In the amru kullu khair, it's just a beautiful thought. Like whatever happens to him in his entire life, bad, good. You know, trial, tribulation, it's just, there's always khayr in that, you know, from Allah. In order to think that you've got to be conscious, I yeah. think that's like the main thing. Yeah. Because you, like, I, I don't know what it is, but like, I know a lot of people and myself sometimes, I catch myself lacking. You know what I mean? And I say this, I say this to you guys a lot, perspective matters. Mm. You know what I mean? And you can't be, you can't have the right perspective if you're not conscious of your situation. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you get pricked by something, mm. you know what I mean? And you could easily say, oh, you yell out something like that. Or you could say something beneficial in that moment. You know what I mean? That consciousness of that moment, knowing it, matters mm. big time. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's belief. Because mm. like eventually you might hit a stage like everything you kind of do, you're conscious of Allah. Mm. And that's all it is. Taqwa Allah, you know, like just always being certain. That's it, man. Yeah. So I'm just going to, what do you reckon? Just cap it there? Yeah, alhamdulillah. Yeah. Leave it there. Jazakallah khairah. Thank you very much, boys. Thank you, guys. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. And any any life lessons that you guys want to share with us, put it in the comments below. Put it in a DM if you're not comfortable doing that. You know what I mean? Just share it with us. We're, we're down to hear it, inshallah, because uh, we'll all benefit in the end of the day. And another thing is, people that care about you often give advice. The older people, your older siblings, your uncles and your family members, actually listen to them. You know, obviously it's hard and we forget about it, but try to see where they're coming from. Even if you don't take the advice, but you see how sincere they are, mm. it shows they love you. Because you don't, like... Adin is giving sincere advice kind of thing and we, they're actually coming from a good place 100%. people don't give advice to, to maybe random strangers yeah. that they just meet on the side of the road yeah. they give it to people they care about he's right so thank you very much guys Boom. thank you